0: Welcome to this week's podcast from Faith Christian Church. For more details, check out faithcc.com.au. We hope you enjoy this message. This is Vision Sunday. We're going to be talking about over the next 12 months and five years. Come on, who knows that God has got a great vision for this church. God's got a great vision. God's got a great plan for our lives. You know, we have a great heritage as a church, but I would say this: we even have got an even better future than the heritage that we've come from. And so tonight, as I mentioned this morning, uh, I talked briefly this morning about dreams and plans. I want to continue that tonight and maybe take a different aspect of this particular scripture. Now, maybe you weren't here this morning. Uh, we're going to show a video in just a few moments' time, just about the next five years of the church. And you know, since I've come into the life of the church many years ago, probably about 10 years ago now, every year we've had a different vision and different focus, and, you know, God has been good to us. We've been able to achieve a lot over the number of years that we've been here. But God began to stir my heart just a few months ago about setting a five-year goal and setting kind of a sprint in the first 12 months, then obviously working it out over the next four years. And I'm really excited about this season, the life of the church. You know, God is doing some great things in Faith Christian Church. You know, just a few weeks ago, we raised over 50 grand for missions. And uh, I think uh, ultimately in that one day, we hit $73,000. Give yourselves a hand. Such a great momentum. You know, the countries that we're going to as a church, the different areas that we are reaching, just the people that are getting saved in the life of our church. We are in a great season. And so I want to talk to you today, again, about dreams and plans. Let me read to you Genesis 41, verse 32 to 37. You know, you can have a dream, but have you got a plan? And the Bible says this, The reason the dream was given to Pharaoh in two forms is that the matter has been firmly decided by God, and God will do it soon. This is Joseph speaking about the dream that Pharaoh had. As we know the story well, we kind of get to the end of the Joseph story. After all the things that he'd been through, he'd been through the pit, he'd been through Potiphar's house, he'd been through the jail, he'd been through all of these different seasons and finally God had brought him to a place of prominence, not because of his dream, but actually because of Pharaoh's dream. And Joseph's ability to interpret that dream and to actually bring practical solutions to that dream was one of the reasons why Joseph got elevated in the kingdom. Let me just put a short stop right there. I'm going to say this in life. If you become a person that becomes a problem solver in life, you'll be amazed where God actually takes you. A lot of people see the problem, but not a lot of people can actually find a solution to the problem. It is so easy seeing the problem. But how about being a person that can actually provide solutions to the problems? You'll be amazed at where God actually takes you. And so Joseph comes and he's got a solution to this dream. In the dream, God presents a problem to Pharaoh. And out of that, Joseph, in the wisdom that God had given him, begins to provide a solution. And he says this, Now let Pharaoh look for a discerning and wise man and put him in charge of the land of Egypt. Let Pharaoh appoint commissioners over the land to take a fifth of the harvest of Egypt during the seven years of abundance. They should collect all the food of these good years that are coming and store up the grain under the authority of Pharaoh to be kept in the cities for food. This food should be held in reserve for the country. To be used during the seven years of famine that would come upon Egypt, so that the country may not be ruined by famine. And listen, the plan seemed good to Pharaoh and all of his officials. The plan seemed good to Pharaoh and all of his official, officials. You see, Pharaoh was kind of blown away by the dream, but he was impressed with the plan. And it was the plan himself, it was the plan of Joseph. It was the plan to provide a solution to the problem. It was a plan that at the end of the day actually saved a whole nation from starvation. It is amazing that when you have a dream, God can do something, but when you attach a plan to that dream, it is amazing what you can do. I once heard this phrase the other day, a man with a plan is dangerous. Not a man with a dream But a man with a plan is dangerous. And I believe in church life. You know, God wants to move us from the season of just having these nebulous dreams to actually to a place where He wants to see us fulfill those dreams. I'm going to say this. We serve a God who wants to see the dreams that He has put in our lives fulfilled. Come on, if you believe it, say amen tonight. And part of the great strategies in understanding that is actually understanding that God wants to give you a strategy and a plan to outwork the dream. And really today is about talking about the plan that God has given us when it comes to the dreams of this church. But I want to take an aspect of the plan out of this passage that I want to chat on for a few moments before we have a look at this video. You know, I think any good plan needs to be measured. Any good plan needs to be analyzed to see how much it can handle. And really, when you read this story about Joseph and the dream and the plan, you see that they decided how big the silos needed to be in order to contain the grain that would actually feed a nation. In other words, they had to work out the capacity of the containers so that the plan could actually work. I love that idea. You know, we often talk about big dreams. But what about the capacity to handle the dream? So you can have a dream, and you can have the enormity of that dream, but maybe God wants to build your capacity to actually handle the dream, the capacity to facilitate the dream. You know, capacity is such a big deal when it comes to the dreams in our lives. You know, the Bible speaks a lot about capacity. Look at this in Isaiah 54. I love this great prophetic word. I love what the message Bible says. You know, Pastor Layton uh, uh, mentioned that to me the other day, and I think the message really uh, translates it well. It says this, Isaiah 54, verse 1 to 3. Spread out, think big, sing barren woman who's never had a baby. Fill the air with a song you have never experienced childbirth. You're ending up with far more children than all of those childbearing women, God says so. Clear lots of ground for your tents, Make your tents large, spread out, think big, use plenty of rope, drive the tent pegs deep. You're going to need lots of elbow room for your gro- I tell you what, in planes, I hate the fact that I have no elbow room. <laughs> and you know, that, that, middle, that middle bar where you rest your elbow, really, that should be no man's land. No one should touch that elbow. But the reality is that someone always whacks their hand right on that place. Anyway, just another... It said, spread out, think big, use plenty of rope, drive the tent pegs deep. You're going to need lots of elbow room for your growing family. You're going to take over nations. You're going to resettle abandoned cities. You see, God not only says to Israel, think big, but he says, get ready to build a capacity. Come on, to build a capacity for the dream that he's given you. What a great promise of God, the capacity of a growing family. You know, I believe that's a great word for our church that we are building big for the growing family that God is bringing into our world. Yeah. You know, Pastor Michael Raj said this morning that in the Casey campus, the second service was absolutely jam-packed. There was absolutely no more room. i tell you what, Michael Raj himself, the way he moves about, he needs a lot of elbow room. <laughs> so it was Michael Raj's worships like a chicken, you don't know. <laughs> you know, Michael... Every time you come up on stage and pay everyone else out, maybe it's actually th- it's your time. Yeah. You know, Jesse's just come on in our worship team. The first time he was here on a Sunday. And we were kind of just doing the engagement before the marriage. Just the intro. There he was, Michael Rush, paying Jesse out. I'm <laughs> surprised he came back, Jesse. <laughs> Miracle from heaven. It's a great word for our church to increase the capacity of our campuses across Melbourne. You know, every time that we've increased capacity, we've grown. Began to think about when Casey went from a school hall to a lease building, they grew. Begin to think about Chatswood when they went from the, the shopping centre into a lease building, they grew. Began to think about Leanbrook, now going to double services, they grew. So we can talk about church capacity, but what about your personal capacity? See, I realise this in life, that whenever God speaks to us as a church, there's something that you can take home and you can believe for your own life. I love what the Bible says about King Solomon. We speak about him in terms of wisdom. And I mentioned this the other week, but 1 Kings 4 verse 29, in the King James Version version says, And God gave Solomon wisdom and understanding exceeding much and a largeness of heart, even as the sand that is on the seashore. Listen, church, we often speak about the wisdom of Solomon, but what good is wisdom if you don't have a largeness of heart to actually outwork what God is actually doing up here in your own mind? And we see with Solomon that God gave him both. He gave him wisdom, but he gave him a largeness of heart. You know, there's many intelligent people around in the world, but they just have a smallness of heart, a smallness of compassion, a smallness to help other people. They're so prone to getting offended. They're so prone just to getting annoyed and ticked off that even though they've got all the solutions in their mind, they just can't outwork because they have a smallness of heart. I pray that God raises us as a church, that we not only have wisdom and insight and godly understanding, but there is a largest of heart on the inside, a compassion on the inside, a love for people on the inside. What about a capacity just not to get offended? An unoffendable generation. It doesn't matter what you say to me. It doesn't matter the way you treat me. You know what? At the end of the day, my God is bigger than your response to me. And my capacity comes from him. It doesn't come from you. We see here that God gave Solomon the lot, a largeness of heart. But look at the result of his capacity. And this is what I want to leave with you is before we show this video. First Kings 4 verse 25. Preceding verses before, verse 29. During the lifetime of Solomon, all of Judah and Israel lived in peace and safety. Look at this. From Dan in the north to Bathsheba in the south, each family had its own home and garden. A large capacity brings peace into your home. A large capacity brings safety to your family. A large capacity brings you to a place that you can actually handle life for. And the reality is this is that the whole nation of Israel was blessed because the leader had a largeness of heart and a largeness of wisdom. Let me say this, you as a leader in your home, you as a leader in your workplace, if you want to live in peace and safety, if you want to be in a place that you're not just always putting out fires, often it's not about the circumstances that surround you, but it's about you growing in your capacity so that you can handle the stuff that comes your way. And you know, it's interesting, out of all of the kings, even King David, it couldn't be said of that. But Israel went through an incredible season of just peace and safety and comfort and blessing. You think about all of our technology today and all of our financial system today. Let me put that scripture up again. We can't say, as it says there, that every family had its own home and garden. And we talk about the wealth of this generation, and we talk about the technological advances of this generation, and we talk about being more efficient in this generation, but still we just can't get that one right, that every family has a place to sleep, every family has a place that they can actually rest, and yet Solomon actually achieved that goal. Why? Because there was a capacity on the inside. A capacity. Think about capacity in terms of what it can do in your life. His capacity for wisdom produced this. Peace, safety, people being blessed. Such a powerful thought. Personal capacity, emotional capacity. Capacity to handle pressure. What about a capacity to pray to seek God? I love what the dictionary says when it describes capacity. It says the ability to receive or contain. The ability to receive or contain. See, I've realized this in our walk with God, that when our walk is filled with so much stress and so much worry and so much fear, it can hard to receive, to actually receive from God because your tank is filled with all these other things. So one of the things that God does, He wants to stretch your capacity so that you can, He can actually empty out all that other rubbish and fill you with His power and His presence and His peace. What about the capacity to retain? How many times does opportunity passed us by because we didn't have the capacity to contain the opportunity? Someone reaches out to us, someone gives us an opportunity, but we can't see it because we don't have the capacity because our lives is filled with all these other rubbish. I've got to say this, I don't believe that there is a lack of opportunity in the world. I believe there is a lack of people actually having the vision, the capacity to actually see the opportunity, right? The ability and capacity to receive and contain. Personal capacity is as important as corporate capacity. And I realise this, for the promise of the church is often something that you and I can lay hold of in our own life. Going back to this passage, let me give you one last idea. The whole country prepared for its capacity to receive the dream. They built silos, they set up systems. In other words, the whole country adapted to the dream. The dream. The priority shifted when the work began. God gives Pharaoh a dream. The whole country adapts to that dream. Think about the idea of adaption. Your body adapts to what you eat. Your mind adapts to what you watch. Your soul adapts to what you love. What you feed yourself today is what you become tomorrow. And here we have the whole country feeding on the dreams of God. You see, you should allow the Holy Spirit to make you adapt so that he can actually increase your capacity so that you can feed on the right stuff so that you can produce more and walk in the dreams and the purposes of God for your life. Capacity. The dream will serve you if you plan for the dream. And this vision is about enlarging the church, but it's also about enlarging your own life as well. That as we go through this season of expectation and growth, that in the same thing in your own heart, allow the Holy Spirit to adapt you and make you grow and build your capacity so that you can become a person that can increase your influence in the kingdom of God. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast from Faith Christian Church. To stay up to date, check us out at our website, faithcc.com.au.